Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Let's mention we have an Instagram account. We still haven't mentioned that. I am genuinely impressed. It's really hard for me to sound sincere, but <laughs> I am. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Right, let's start this, whatever this thing is that we keep... Hello. 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 Morning recordings really do us well. Oh, we're not really moving as, as smoothly. Usually when we start this podcast, the thing that I enjoy about us, we just hit the ground running, don't we? It doesn't take 45 minutes for us to say something funny and Leanne has to like edit into it. Like we're just, we're just really quick off the mark. So that's the great, but today not so much, which is a shame. Never mind. We, we can't deliver that same energy every week, can we? Particularly before midday. Yeah, I, th I really feel like I'm carrying a lot of this at the moment. <laughs> if you guys could amp up the energy levels. I do appreciate Leanne, our masterful producer, really trying to encourage us. I think the morning records with us is so great. We just get a cuppa and then we get going. And I'm like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like your positivity and I appreciate you're trying to amp us up. So thank you to Leanne for lying to our faces. <laughs> Alison's slightly sidetracked because you've got your puppy, haven't you? You've got a, you're on puppy control. Maureen, thank you for bringing up puppy. Yes, puppy is on my lap. You're on Paw Patrol. I am on Paw Patrol right now. He is chewing a toy on my lap. Aren't you, baby? Let's go and let's have a look good. at him. I mean, it's, it's pointless for a podcast because nobody can see. But okay, yeah, very cute. Oh, my God. The dog is licking your mouth. Can we do something yeah. about that? Can we make that never Actually, happen again? Actually, you missed dog licked inside my nostril. Okay. Let's continue Right, on okay. I feel physically unwell. <laughs> Your kids don't look inside your nostril? I was at a party once and the dog humped my foot for about half an hour. It was oh. really Why did weird. you let the dog do that, Maureen? Why didn't you I shake? I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> You're lucky the dog didn't actually evacuate its areas on you. That happened to me when I was nine and I was very upset. Oh. So dogs licking, we can all agree, is revolting. I remember going to my friend, this is many years ago, uh, when I was at university, went around to his house. Uh, I was invited over and he had a dog that he absolutely loved. Loved this dog so much. He'd put um, 
like sometimes he'd put peanut butter on his feet and the dog would just come and lick it off. I feel <laughs> that's a bit weird. That is weird. I felt like he said it's really pleasurable. And I was like, is, is this slightly? That's weird. There's something off about this. He was like, oh, no, because I sort of inferred that there was something that was making him happy. And he was like, oh, absolutely not. It's not like that at all. He said, it's just really. It's for the dog. It's comforting. He said, it's so comforting. And he said, sometimes the dog will lick my feet and there's no peanut butter on them. I said, well, why are you putting peanut butter on your feet? Then just (laughs) don't. Because also, as much as a dog will lick off peanut butter, there's bits of peanut butter in your toes. Look, I'm not doing it. And I'm not suggesting that you do it. I'm just saying that this is the kind of stuff that people do with dogs. Okay. And that's why I will never have one. Because that... (laughs) I can't reconcile any of that. But um, Alison, your little dog, if he was trying to lick your feet, it would take several weeks. So you probably wouldn't want (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing, Alison? The dog's only just finished the left foot. (laughs) Right. Well, how's your week been? Let's hear about that. Maureen. Well, I've had quite a different week because I am not watching TV. Because, you know, we're doing The Artist's Way as part of the podcast. So this week I'm not allowed to watch TV. I'm also not meant to be reading or doing social media. And it turns out I'm spending a lot less time on my phone, down by about 25%. And a couple of times I've been in bed by half 11 which given I normally go to bed about four o'clock in the morning, is uh, pretty impressive. But also, you said that uh, not only have you been going to bed at half eleven, but you've maybe have you slept better, is that right? Yeah, last night I didn't sleep that well, but generally I've been sleeping like proper sleeps, seven, eight hours. You're not supposed to look at a screen, are you, two hours before you mm-hmm. go to bed? Because is it's, that right? Yeah, because it stimulates, the, I don't know, synapses in your brain and keeps you awake. And reading is fine because it's not a blue-lit uh, screen mm-hmm. or like a Kindle. But looking at your phone or looking at the television, two hours before you go to bed, you shouldn't do that. And you will find that you sleep a lot better. So people that have like insomnia or struggle, they suggest that you don't do that. That's interesting. And also, you're less likely to have what I do, which is what I have every night, like the most vivid dreams. Chloe never has a dream. I'm like, oh, what did you dream about last night? I didn't dream about anything. I, I can't imagine anything more wonderful than going to sleep and waking up and not having had a, like a second existence. You know, like I have a whole other world in my dreams, which frankly I could do without because it's normally there's a great deal of anxiety involved. Do, do, you, do you guys dream? I dream. I dreamt of an ex-boyfriend the other day, which is weird. I don't know why. That's weird when that comes up. But then I sometimes have dreams about people. I'm like, I haven't seen or thought of you for like 30 years, like my French A-level teacher. And then all of a sudden there's something's happening in the dream where I'm like, why has this got vaguely sexual? You know, it's all that sort of wave. You're like, I shouldn't have had that chili con carne just before I went to bed. Oh, I'm going off on one now. But when you have a dream and you have a slightly sex dream, not like full on, but like a slightly sexy dream, and it's with someone you're like, oh, my days. I feel nothing for this person at all. Why am I in a sexy dream with them? I think my dream life kind of reflects my real life and Mm -hmm. I have no sexy dreams whatsoever. (laughs) I'm very consistent in this, uh, you know, I carry it through into my dream life. I don't know why I'm single, because now I've got no TV, I'm also taking up knitting. Oh, God, Maureen, I mean, you're in a whole other tier, aren't you? You're in a whole other single tier. There's tiers of singledom, and I think you're hitting peak I'm single. I'm peak singledom. There's high, and then there's very high, and then no. <laughs> I'm on level three. There's going to be a circuit break soon, Maureen. That's what's happening. Don't you worry. Two weeks of circuit breaking, Maureen. Get ready. That's not a euphemism, is it, Alison? Yeah, get ready, Maureen. And then that's when the sexy dreams start. Alison, do you ever get sexy dreams? Uh, you know what? Okay, I'll be real honest. Okay, I love it. I love it. I've always had, I don't know why, but my dreams, I go very sexual in my dreams, probably more than I am 
as a human. A, a lot of sex dreams. <laughs> You're not a human in your dreams. What are you? I uh, am a centaur. I'm a sex robot. Oh, a sex robot. <laughs> oh, I like the idea of a centaur. She's a peanut licking dog, aren't you? I take my time. Um, <laughs> I've always had a lot of sex dreams. Okay. And even when I was growing up teenager, like younger teenager, preteen, I was having like make out boy dreams, sex dreams. The first time I was with a guy and I actually had an orgasm, I realized that I'd been having orgasms all my life in my dreams. Whoa! Wet dreams! The first time I had an actual orgasm with another partner, I was like, oh my God, I've been having these for years! having the wet dreams! This is amazing! Oh my God. I have forever and I will forever. It's just a thing my body does. Probably because it knows I'm so busy, I get very distracted with things that it's like, all right, you need to like release some tension. So we're just getting this done while you're in your subconscious mind. In your dreams, I'm having dreams where I'm on a boat and it's made of spaghetti and I'm drowning. You're having <laughs> dreams about coming. This is incredible. This is blowing my brain. Sometimes I might be having a dream where I'm getting it on with like some really famous celebrity person that I've kind of got a crush on, sort of like they crush on. And in in my dream, I'm like, oh god, I'm going to get it together with this celebrity beauty. And then my dream goes. <laughs> That would never happen. And it doesn't happen. And I'm like, why can't this even happen? It's a dream. And it's sometimes dream. I'm in the dream saying, okay, this is a dream. So we, this can happen. That's a part of my consciousness that goes, okay, guys, okay, subconscious, this is a dream. So let this happen with Scarlett Johansson. Come on, let's go, 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 go. And my dream just goes, <laughs> nah, that would never happen. And then I wake up absolutely gutting. God, this has been one of the more interesting conversations we've had on this podcast. I, I After the hokey, cokey, pokey nonsense, I'm so glad we've come... <laughs> Not come. No one's come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Well, what interesting weeks we've all had. Uh... I'm going to close my internet. Don't close your internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my email. Maureen switches it off at the wall. I'm putting makeup on. Oh, for fuck's sake, Maureen, it's a podcast. Get a grip. We might have to push your boundaries out of it, okay? <laughs> okay, Maureen. Let's do your hashtag, Be More Maureen. Oh, what's the Be More Maureen moment? Basically, I had a new material night, which I wasn't looking forward to because, you know, trying out new jokes. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to be prepared for once because sometimes I do go and I'm not properly prepared. So I wrote a list, actually timed the jokes so I knew how long I was going to do. I wrote it all down, tried the jokes, got the order right that I wanted to do them in. Anyways, I got to the gig. I had to close, which I wasn't that happy about. And then I got my pad out and realised I'd bought the wrong pad. I mean, no one could have predicted that as an ending for this story. No one. I did message Jen. And what was your response? I texted back. Kelsey Priest. Because <laughs> I know it's Maureen, so I like to put a little sort of French flourish in my snarky comments. No, Maureen, I, I know how annoying that is when you... Which actually is why what I do now is I will type it out and then email it to myself. Ah, that's a good idea. Or take a picture of the list next time. That's another great idea. I wouldn't have even thought of doing that. So there we are. Listen, you know, as well as I do, that that is exactly the kind of thing that I would do, but I would take it to the grave. But you are very honest about this sort of stuff, which is what I love about you. Maureen was telling me, so she turned up to this gig. Alison, tell me how you would respond. This guy was supposed to be closing, this other comedian, man, ofs. And he had said to the promoter, oh, I can't close. I've got to get away. So the promoter said to Maureen, would you mind closing? Maureen's like, ugh, I don't want to close. Anyway, the guy doesn't close. 
but doesn't leave, stays to the end of the show. No, but and seriously, he was the last one in the venue. I would have said something to him. I would have been like, mate, I wanted to leave. What the F? I knew it, was, it wasn't a real excuse, but it's like, if you're going to pretend that you've got to leave early. Leave. Leave the building. to stay. And the other thing is, I was the only woman on the bill and there was a few misogynist jokes flying. So I was getting slightly angry. The audience were predominantly women, by the way. Then the MC said something misogynist before he brought me on and I just let rip. I went on stage, absolutely ripped it. And I said to Jen, I thought I was quite subtle. No. And then somebody sent me a clip of the film. <laughs> Turns out I wasn't as subtle as I thought I was. No, you would have been very <laughs> aggressive and incredibly confrontational, Maureen. And quite terrifying. I was really angry. And that's probably why every comedian, as you walked off, went, don't get eye contact, don't get eye contact, <laughs> don't get eye contact. I would have been so mad. So mad. If a comedian asks me and says, listen, I'm really tired or I don't feel very well or I'm a bit can't face staying till the end, would you mind swapping with me? Nine times out of ten, unless there is a legitimate reason I can't stay, sure. I will always swap because I'm like, yeah. I know exactly how that feels yeah, and I will do that, definitely. But if that brick then stuck around for the rest of the night... I would kneecap them. I'm like, I am tired. I've driven here. I've got to get back. I've got to get up early in the morning. I didn't want to stay to the end. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. You know? Yes. What a bell end. What a bell end. Anyway, none of this surprises me. This is the nature of the business and itself absorb bricks. That's what we are as comedians, but not in this podcast. We have three of the least self-involved, that's not really true, <laughs> comedians on the circuit. And that's why I think it's time that we move, uh, swerve straight over to our aunt of the agony kind. Yay. It's time to ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice, I ain't using it. Oh, guys. <laughs> well, this week, my partner wants a threesome and I don't want to. What do I do? Ooh, that's juicy. I like it. Uh, yeah. Thoughts? What would you do? Have you guys ever had a threesome? Would you ever do it? Huh? Well, this kind of no. But what happened was I was staying in a friend's house and three of us shared this kind of sofa bed. I was one of the three. It was another woman and a bloke. And then the woman and the bloke started getting it on. But it was obvious that they didn't. You know, I was surplus to requirements. Let's put it that way. I left. <laughs> so wait a second. They started getting it on. Well, I was in the bed. Yeah. That's not a three-way. That's a very much... A no, that's just me being in the way, isn't that's it? That's a two-way with you in the way. Yeah. <laughs> I politely dismissed myself and made a snack for us all afterwards. That actually sounds more fun. I have never had a three-way. I have been invited to a few. I've said no. Oh, Jen. Jen bragging. Who's well, invited? No, you don't need to tell. Probably but. half the male comics in the, on the Any set. male comic. I love it. Oh, of Jen. honestly. Oh, Jen, she's so gorgeous. If she's so beautiful. If she wasn't gay, I'm looking. God, I'm like, she still wouldn't shag you. <laughs> oh, give it a go, buddy. You might be the one to turn her. That's what I say to all of them now. Uh, oh, on. no, obviously that happens. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to watch. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what my girlfriend and I dreamed of. Yeah. While we're having sex, is to turn around and just see a man vigorously wanking in the corner of our bedroom. <laughs> That's not the dream. No, I have, uh, on occasion, it's always straight couples. They find out I'm a les, uh, or they know I'm a les, and they're like, oh, we don't come in. And blah, How do they blah. know, Jen? I don't know. Maybe it's this <laughs> checked shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> 
I mean, this is a podcast. No one can see that. I'm wearing a check shirt. Uh, but um, I haven't. I'm not even vaguely inclined to do it. It's not any kind of prudishness at all or any sort of conservative. It's just... It's all, you know, with women, it's all very busy anyway. So get a third one in and I just think I wouldn't know which end to start on. So I think it's just... It's a lot of work, admin of it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of admin. <laughs> I find one woman is enough for me. And I'm exhausted at the end of it. The very idea that there's two. Mind you, then maybe you could split the work, couldn't you, between the three of you? You could take breaks, time out, <laughs> tag team. I'm out. You go in. Yeah. Like wrestling, right? I was thinking we'd both do it at the same time on the same person, but I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, and I'd go, I'd lick her feet. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> anyway, Alison, let's continue. This is a serious issue. Yeah, what's the advice? Okay, so... Why do people want it? I kind of went into that. And, I mean, the tendency, yes, all the things I read, it's usually men that are a bit more inclined to want to have this happen. Uh, (laughs) And with two women, surprisingly. I think it's because porn and everything, threesomes now, it's kind of become like a bucket list thing for a lot of people. It's quite passe, isn't it? Yeah, I also don't know if people even really want it or if they just want to say they've had the experience. So I think it's a bit of a bucket list thing. I think a lot of people like the fantasy, but I'll tell you this, everyone, the fantasy very rarely lives up to the reality. And I think people think they want a threesome because they don't think about the after effects, right? Feelings that arise after a person does it, you know, like maybe one person liked it more than the other and then they keep going, oh, wasn't that? Yeah, let's do it. And then the other person, you know, then there's feelings. Also, who did you get involved with? If this is a friend or somebody that you know, you might be losing this person. Like, this could affect things on a a higher level, friendship-wise. So these are things. What do you do? All right, here are what I think. First off, never do it if you're feeling pressured. If somebody is like, oh, I just really want a threesome, I just really want a threesome, never. Nope, because that person is strictly working on their own. Like, And if they're not going to listen to you, well, my God, absolutely not. I think you need to talk about all the details, okay? So if somebody brings it up, yeah, I really want a threesome. Okay, let's talk about it. Do you have someone in mind? Where? What about the afterwards? If you get into talking about it, I think there are some instances where actually talking about it, my puppy does not agree with me. (laughs) I think if you end up talking about it, sometimes actually talking about it can be sexy enough for someone. Sometimes then the actual fantasy can get into, you know, the, the sexual desires. Maybe you should try watching some porn together. Let's see how this step goes. Maybe let's watch a threesome porn. Let's see how we feel about this before just jumping into it. Talk about why they want it. Maybe you can find out other things that might boost the sex drive or something else that maybe they might get into rather than the threesome. Because I think threesome is a kind of a lazy thought process. They just go, yeah, I want a threesome. I want something different. I think you need to explore, you know, with porn, maybe some talk about things. Maybe you can find some other sexy things that add to your sexual life. And my last thing is if you're like, well, I don't really want to talk about it. I don't think we can talk about it. If you can't have an open discussion about sex between two people, bringing a third in sure as hell isn't going to help things at all. That is what I think. That is my advice, everyone. Alison, every time you're just nailing it. That's brilliant advice. I'm trying. That's brilliant advice. So I take a threesome with each other is out then. (laughs) (laughs) Maureen, just a little bit sick when in my mouth and that's your fault. Okay. I love you all, but it would be incest. Okay. That was really great advice. And I do think the whole idea of what is your motivation is a really great place to start. And also, 
if things aren't great in the bedroom and you need to spice it up, a third person is, that's not going to help. Yeah. You need to go to a sex therapist or something like that and get your libido back and find out yeah. what it is you fancy about each other. And, and then yeah. if you want to watch yeah. a bit of porn before you get yes. smashed in, then do. See, I mean, porn makes me angry, though. I know, Maureen. But there is pornography. But you've got to find the right porn for Basically, you. Basically, there's something for everyone. I mean, probably won't find it on Pornhub. You might have to pay for it, but there's something for everyone. Well, that would piss me off for stars. I know. Maureen... We'll go on the premise that this isn't for you, okay, Maureen? We've already established you're not having sex, so don't worry about it. I know there's a porn somewhere where there are two very attractive people having sex in buttermilk, Maureen, and I think that would change your opinion on porn. But are they speaking German? They could. Uh, yeah, definitely they would Someone be. Someone needs to make some Austro-German hunks are at it in buttermilk. It's out there. I'm sure it's out there. If anyone knows of a clip... Post it to our... No, I'm kidding. Don't. <laughs> well, put a clip on our Instagram. Hey, Alison, thank you very much. That was absolutely fantastic. I love you to pieces forever and ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. I think that this is the perfect time for us to mention that we have an Instagram page. We've had it for quite a long time now. We have yet to mention it. How many followers have we got? Maureen. Maureen knows. WTB Podcast has its own Instagram page. I've got literally no idea what we're putting up there, um, but we will put up stuff, won't we, Maureen? We haven't figured out what Talking it... of which, you should do a screenshot, Jen, of us for now. If this is the kind of content we're providing, that's... <laughs> guess how many are following us? Oh, I don't know. Do you want uh, to guess? 35. I'm going to say four. 68. What? 68 followers? That's insane. Oh, my goodness me. That actually has blown my brain. And the the, the level of enthusiasm... Right, we're three of them. Oh, are we? Okay, so... Six 65. 65. Actually, it's Leanne, Leanne as well. As well. So so 64. 60, 64 <laughs> people are following us. Those 64 followers deserve a good pic. Everyone, shirts off for this picture. No, oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cover mine with my puppy, and that's not a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> my puppy just yawned as we talked about our tits. Okay. So, again, wow. my puppy that's... is very unsexual. He's very judgmental, your puppy. <laughs> I think you've probably seen my tits. I think that's probably why. (laughs) When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's fine. 
it's better that I'm hearing myself twice than anyone else, frankly. So, um. <laughs> right. So let's move swiftly. What have we been watching? Let's talk about that. Let, what have we been watching, Maureen? What have you been watching? Uh, nothing. A lot of wool. That's right. She's now watching TV, so she has been. Knitting. Okay, let me do mine. I'll do mine. Right, Jen. Hello. Yes, it's me. It's me, Jen Brister. So, <laughs> it is I, Jen Brister. I watched a live concert, actually. Uh, a musician. Ooh. He's abs- He's very, very talented. Scottish from the Orkney Islands, I believe. His name is Erland Cooper. And I saw his live concert at, at the Barbican on Saturday when I was staying in a hotel in... Uh, where was I? Chelmsford. Cheltenham. I was going to say Chelmsford. That's a completely different place. Just, <laughs> I just kind of want to drop in the fact that it was at the Literary Festival because it makes me sound a pretty Why were you at the Literary Festival, Jen? Any reason? I've got a book, Maureen. I've got a book. <laughs> it's the same one that I wrote two years ago, but we're still banging on about it. That was a year ago, actually. Anyway, uh, the point is, I watched it. It was phenomenal. I urge people who are at all interested in the neoclassical music or just interested in music, Erland Cooper, Scottish composer, absolutely brilliant. He's a young guy and he's just beautiful. The music is beautiful and he does clips of a local sort of fishermen or whatever talking in the dialect that is spoken in the Orkney Islands and it's it's really, it's beautiful and you can find his music, well buy it obviously, but you can stream it on all those platforms that you would normally find music like Spotify and um, iTunes and all that. I've run out of ideas. I love him. I think he's wonderful. He's got three albums out. He seems to be bringing out an album a year, which I find absolutely just insane. I don't know how anyone can do that. And um, Maureen, you might like it. You might like it. I was going to check it out, actually. What's his name? Erland Cooper. It's actually really frustratingly annoying that someone so young could be so talented. Do check him out. His latest album is called Heather Blether. And all of the music, he's inspired by the Orkney Islands. If you go onto his Instagram page, he has beautiful videos of the Orkneys. And I suppose north of that is Shetland, isn't it? And it's absolutely stunning up that way. So do, uh, oh God, I would be absolutely rubbish at somebody that um, has to give any kind of critique on anything. Because I I get to a point and I'm like, I should have stopped talking a while ago, but I don't know how to stop. Make me stop, Maureen. <laughs> yeah, just just check out his music. Erland. Erland Cooper. Thank you, Maureen. It's wonderful. So I watched that and that's the only thing I can really recommend. But you can't watch it. <laughs> I'm going to recommend something you can't watch, but you can listen to. What did you watch it on? Well, you had to pay for a ticket and you can only stream it 48 hours after uh, the event. So it's it's gone. It's uh, gone. But it was magical. And it was so nice to be watching something live. When you're in a hotel and you can feel a bit isolated and a bit lonely and you think sometimes Netflix can make you feel a bit bleak. So there I was. And I felt like I was at the Barbican. I wasn't. I was in a hotel eating a uh, really greasy pizza from Ask. It was a Fiorentina with a double egg. Woo-hoo. Thank you very much. Ate it with a spoon, no cutlery. There we go. That's uh, that's what happens. <laughs> what about you, Alison? What have you been watching? It's perfect time, isn't it? Because this is the horror movie time. Horror movie, Alison. Okay, so this week's horror movie, just a quick disclaimer, I do not endorse the director of this movie uh, as he was accused and convicted of horrible things. Nobody at WTB endorses this person. However, this film is a classic, has been around, and those that worked on it do have the right to be somewhat remembered for this work. So this is what happens if you don't clearly communicate within a relationship. This week's horror film, Maureen, you may have even seen it, Rosemary's Baby. (gasps) 
Rosemary's baby, and I say this because what happens basically is a woman gets pregnant and her husband is just like, we'll sort things out, I'll take care of it. But what we find out as the horror movie goes on is there are Satanists, devil worshippers living in the same building that this couple has moved into. And the husband promises the soul of the newborn baby to Satan if they make his career amazing. So basically, she doesn't question what her husband says. She just goes along with whatever medical thing. You know, he's like, go to this doctor, do this. The wife just does yes, yes. She feels weird. She feels uncomfortable. She feels like things are wrong. But she did not follow her instincts, did not trust her inner gut. And in the end, what happens? Well, you bet. The devil gets the baby soul. So that's what happens when you don't communicate about things within a relationship. Rosemary's Baby, it is a classic. I think it stands the test of times. Rosemary's Baby is a classic. I saw it a long time ago, and I think probably when I was a child, actually, and it scared the living bejesus out of me. And the fact is, it was a bit terrifying, but it didn't make me think about it. (laughs) Oh, God. I I really struggle with vocabulary these days. But anyway, we discussed that in last week's episode. We don't need to talk about it again. Now it's going to be Maureen's Cultural Corner. Uh-huh. I haven't started it, Maureen. Hello. I'm going to start that again. <laughs> well, we have covered a lot and now it, we're getting near the end of the podcast, but this is a very important corner of the podcast, Maureen. It's your cultural corner. What have you got for this us? This is it. Culturalize us. Oh, can I just say, I have now, because people have been asking me names of films and stuff, there's now, if you go to my website, maureenyounger.com, there's actually a page where I list links to everything that I mention every week. Maureen, you're so good, and this is why you are the best one to be running the Instagram account. <laughs> good try, Alison. It's not going to work. Alison. Thank you. That was Alison. pretty impressive. Right, I'm going to talk about the political situation in our country, some political TV shows that deal with politics in Britain. And the first one, I don't know if any of you have seen it, it's called A Very British Coup. You can still see it on Channel 4. It's absolutely amazing. It was made in 1988, and it stars Ray McAnally. He's fantastic as a newly elected left-wing Prime Minister, Harry Perkins. And this is obviously before New Labour, so this is like when Labour was proper Labour. And what it shows is that, you know, in Britain we might not have military coups, but what we do in Britain is we have coups backstage. And it's how the establishment gets rid of politicians it doesn't like. And obviously they don't like Harry Perkins, he's an old-school Labour, and they can kind of connive with the Americans to make sure that he doesn't stay in power. And it's a really interesting insight into political establishment. It's a great, great drama and I totally recommend it. And Ray McAnally is fantastic in it. The second one is House of Cards, but the British version. I didn't like the American version. I kind of felt the characters, they had no humanity and I just lost interest in them. But the British version is set in the 90s, um, just after Thatcher. It's got Ian Richardson. In the British version, it's called Francis Urquhart. And apparently, and I don't know how true this is, the Americans thought Urquhart was too difficult a name, which is why they called him Underwood. I wouldn't be surprised. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds about right. But yeah. he is brilliant in it, Ian Richardson. And it's all about power corrupts and how ruthless people can be. And there was a very famous line, I wrote it down, which became very well known when it was on. This is what he always used to say. You might very well think that I couldn't possibly comment, which is a non-confirmation confirmative statement. So that sums up politics, isn't it? You're actually not saying anything. I mean, you couldn't get anything more. Political, yeah. And the other one, which I think you've probably seen, is uh, Years and Years, which was on last year. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Oh, I loved Years and Years. It was fantastic. Russell Tobey was in, no, I'm making this up now. Yes, he was. He was was in it. it. 
So was Anne Reid. Just do a massive spoiler there. <laughs> what is great about it? It's like it kind of sets in 2019. It goes on forward. I think 15 years, kind of slightly dystopian version of what's happening. But compared to now, it's like actually it's quite ideal. I think. <laughs> I don't know if this is more dystopian. Yes. But what is brilliant? There's a great speech. Anne Reid, who's a fantastic actress, plays the matriarch, and she does this great speech. Oh, about, she's you know, brilliant in it. And I do feel like this. Like there's ties of history. And like, what can I do? I'm just a little cog. There's nothing I can do. And she goes, but we're all to blame. You know, we all buy those cheap clothes we all buy the one pound t-shirt or we buy shoes that are made in conditions that aren't we wouldn't want to work in so we're all kind of complicit in it so it's a very good thing and the last one i'm going to do is a very british scandal which is about the jeremy thorpe scandal which was massive yeah at the time. i saw that that was uh, hugh grant hugh yeah, grant who's so amazing that, yeah. in it he's brilliant and it, it's also very funny as well but um <laughs> that's and it's very british i mean it's such a british scandal those are four things that I think give you a great insight into... Into British, British politics. politics, definitely. Fantastic. Well done. That was a very succinct and uh, varied list. Brilliant. Maureen, well done. Now it's the end of the show. Boo-hoo. It's very sad. Let's not no, cry. No, it's not the end. It's our part that we love to hear. And that is, what the hell, Jen, is getting your goat this week? Well, let me tell you, because you sent me the list and that's how I know. <laughs> that the thing that has gotten my goat is having to lie about my age. And may I say, I'm sick to the back Who teeth. Who would do that? I don't know, Maureen. You're only 38. You're younger than me. Who... <laughs> How could you possibly know about this? When you're as old as I am, then we'll talk, okay? Yeah, I resent this. So there's been a few instances where I've had to talk about my age. And I know, having spoken to Alison and Maureen, that you both have had the same situation where we are asked about our age. And that's when we suddenly feel a blade against our neck, don't we? Where we're like, oh, mm -hmm. why is this relevant? Well, and then there comes the next thing. Well, what do you think your casting age might be? So do you want my age or do you want my casting age? And what does that even matter? Because you want me to be funny and I can be funny, whatever the age. Why asking? I just don't think, I feel quite confident in saying that men, when, you know, casting directors or producers are going, hey, so Jeff, how old are you? And they're like, oh, 52 or something. And they're like, right, well, that's you out. That's your career over. You know, it doesn't feel like that there's the same amount of pressure on men. As That's what's got my go. It's, I don't lie about my age. I'm very honest about my age. But I feel like, so, I mean, when I do need to lie about my age, I'm going to be screwed. Because people go, well, it's a bit weird, Jen, because three years ago you said you were 45 and now you're 42. So that seems a bit strange. And also because... I would never remember how old I said to people. What did I say to you? Just stick to one age. That's what I do. It's worked for me for over a I decade. Know. But if I'm going to start lying about my age, how low can I go, guys? Go 38. That's what I've been I doing. I can't pass for 38. I can't pass yes, for 38. Yes, you can. No, well, neither can I, but it doesn't stop me. No. <laughs> what about, uh, I'm going to say 40. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I'm sure I haven't done this, but if you did the mock the week and you did an average age of the male comedians as opposed to the female comedians, I suspect the average age of the female comedians would be a lot younger than the men. 
don't you think? 40 to 50. Oh, days. My goodness me, 100%. Of course it is. The women on those shows are like in their 20s and 30s. Every now and again, they'll go, we've got a woman and she's in her 40s. And you're like, yeah, there's only one of them and you only let her on and no one else. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. That's really annoying. <laughs> but that's what's got my go. It's, I guess what I'm saying is ageism, sexism, the patriarchy, misogyny, the fact that women have to work harder to get anywhere, the way that we have to be sharp elbows each other out the way because there's only ever one woman on a bill, all that kind of shit. Guess what? It's getting my fucking goat. Excellent. There we are. The I'm end. glad you got that out because that gets all of our goats. So thank you, I Jen. Know. <laughs> I've got no solutions and I've got nothing to say that will make it better, but that is annoying. Folks, it's the end of the podcast. I am sad to say but also uh, happy to say because sometimes this goes on for too long and I feel like today we've actually made it shorter than usual. Leanne's delighted right now. She's like, this is the best. No, she would never say that. She praises us all the time. If anything, because she's too nice. Leanne at Impatient Productions is an amazing producer and we love True. everything that they do. And also, while we're at it, we should thank everyone who's liked subscribed, supported, followed us. We really, really appreciate it. And thank you for those little reviews as well. They're fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for our messages and likes and many, many comments. Uh, I've just made that up. We don't think we'd get any. But we do appreciate them. And do keep subscribing. I think you can only subscribe once. Don't subscribe again because that would be weird. But you could go onto other platforms and subscribe, couldn't you? Just for just for shits and giggles. Something to do. Sometimes you're bored. You think, I know, I'll subscribe to WTB on a platform I don't even use. And we'd be delighted if you did. Thank you very much. Remember when I said that we had made this bit really succinct and now this bit is going on for too long. So we are ending it. Thank you everyone. Bye guys. Bye. Women talking bollocks. If you enjoyed today's episode, then why not subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, like us, leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones, particularly mine. And you can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. It's WTB underscore podcast. Leave a nice comment. If you didn't really enjoy the show, then don't leave a comment. Just tell somebody you don't like very much to listen to the next one and then we all win. Will that do? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.